Welcome to Rhema for Today. The devil doesn't want people to find out what belongs to them. He obscures the knowledge of truth. And he would defeat the child of God. That's what he's out to do if he can. Defeat him. And the child of God, though, needs to realize that he is no longer dominated by the devil. And that actually the devil cannot dominate him unless you let him do it. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on the believer's authority. More next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. Now, this authority is not the property of only a few people. It's the true possession of every child of God. You see there in Ephesians, that verse I referred to earlier, Ephesians 1, 3. Notice that, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with how much? All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. All. Another translation said he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing. I mean, every one that there is, he's already blessed us with it. Praise God. Now, you see, it may not be in reality in our lives, and that's what we're seeking, and that's what we need is to exercise the reality of it. Amen. Legally, it belongs to us, but it must become vitally ours, ours in experience for us to receive the blessing that really belongs to us. So in Christ, all spiritual blessings belong to us. Now, this is our promise. The authority belongs to us whether we know about it or not. It's still ours. You know, that's one thing that has defeated us a lot of times in Christian life. I never have understood some people. They have seemed to think that if the Bible says something is yours, that it's just going to work automatically. You know, that it'll just fall on you like ripe cherries off of a tree. But really, that's ignorance gone to seed. <laughs> Anybody with half sense in what I know is that blessings of this life that belong to you may be yours, but if you don't act upon them, you won't get any results. For instance, just being a citizen of this city or state or country, you've got a right to vote, but if you don't act on that right and on that privilege and on that blessing, it won't amount to anything. You see? And if you don't know about it, you see it's yours whether you know about it or not. And so spiritually speaking, a lot of things are ours. We haven't known about them. When we find out about them, praise God, let's walk in the light of it. And then secondly, of course, anything can be yours. And if you don't, if you don't act upon it, you see, you won't enjoy the blessings of it. Knowledge acted upon brings results. Now, see, we could all come into this room here. There are no windows here. But you just come in here when all the lights are off and come in and shut the door and it's dark in here, just pitch black. Well, somebody knows. I don't. I haven't looked around. Somebody knows where the light switches are. But unless somebody acts on what they know, we're all going to be in the dark. Now, you can have authority and not know it. It won't do you any good, even though it's yours. You can have uh, authority and know it, but not act upon it and still won't work for you. Or any of the blessings of God won't work for you if you don't know it. So, we need to realize that knowledge acted upon brings results. And authority belongs to all the children of God. Now you listen to me and I'll tell you something. The devil doesn't want people to find out what belongs to them. He obscures the knowledge of truth. 
And he would defeat the child of God. That's what he's out to do if he can. Defeat it. And the child of God, though, needs to realize that he is no longer dominated by the devil. And that actually the devil cannot dominate him unless you let him do it. Well, thank God the child of God is no longer dominated by the devil when he appropriates this authority. But you can have the authority and not appropriate it and you'll still, even though you're saved and filled with the Spirit, be dominated by the devil. The child of God will enjoy the reality of that which rightfully belongs to him when he knows it and when he acts on it. Now Jesus said in John the 8th chapter and the 32nd verse, you're well familiar with that, Jesus said, ye shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. One translation said set you free, amplified said set you free. Make you free or set you free. Now what is it that's going to make you free? What is it that's going to set you free? It's knowing the truth. I can remember when I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in 1937 as a young Baptist boy pastor. And I came over and accepted the pastor of a little full gospel church in the black land of north central Texas. But you know, I've been around a long time. I don't know everything, but you just tumble up on a few things and fall over a few things. <laughs> Amen. And I get amused at people in this charismatic move. I thank God for it. Praise God. God's doing a lot of things. But sometimes people come up, you know, with new revelations. And, and if you've been around long enough, you'll find that 25 years ago, people were off on that same thing. It didn't work then. It won't work now. Same thing. just happens over and over again. It comes in cycles. And, and I, I, with all sincerity, and I'm not, I'm not against anybody. I'm not, I don't mean this to be destructive criticism. I mean it to be constructive criticism. Because I'm telling it on myself. I'm not telling it on somebody else. But, uh, you know, I, I was new, you know, 1939, just, just a couple of years, really at this time, not uh, yeah, a couple of years, you know, into this move. And I was pastor of this church. And so all, we had Saturday night services, Wednesday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night service in this full gospel church. In fact, they've, they've had Saturday night service ever since 1916. They think more of that Saturday night service than to do the Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> Amen, that's the truth. I, that's absolute truth. Absolute truth. Well, in all sincerity and honesty, you know, we want to help people. And I get amused today at a lot of things that's going on, you know. And so every Saturday night I started deliverance meetings, deliverance services. And... Uh, you know, we had every kind of manifestation you can think of, and a lot you shouldn't have thought of. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I've been around for years. I'm, I'm talking about physical manifestations. We had every kind, every kind you want to mention, we had it. We had it. Every kind of operation. Some of it was the Spirit of God, some of it was the devil and evil spirits. Some of it was just the flesh, just, just humans, you know. I didn't know all that then, but, but anyway, we did. Now, after about three months, the novelty of that wore off. People will run with something, you know, as long as there's a novelty there. I mean, something's all new, you know. And so, uh, I, I, just, I, I decided to change the name of it, call it something else, you know. And, and in all sincerity, I was trying to help people. I, I meant business. I wasn't just, just, just putting something on, you know, just to be doing something. And so, instead of calling them deliverance meetings after about three months, I began to call them get free services. <laughs> and everybody that had come to get delivered now come to get free. <laughs> and after about three months, that wore off. 
And so then I tried to think up, in all seriousness, I wasn't just trying to do something, you know, in the natural. I was honest and sincere about it. That's the reason God blessed me through it in spite of it. Not because of it, in spite of it. And so I began to have loosening services. <laughs> and, and, and everybody that had come to get delivered, then they came to get free, and then the same people came to get loosened. I mean, because primarily it was my people. They were some outside coming, but, but 85 to 90% of them were my church people, you see. They all got delivered, and then they all got loose, and then they all got free. But I'm living there with them every day. You learn a lot when you live with people. Amen, that's the truth. You sure do. I, I've been there nine months. I've been there really about a year now as pastor. I didn't start those right off. But we've been running these deliverance. And we've been running these get free and we've been running these loosening services for nine months. And I, I, I visit these people in their homes. Half of my congregation lived in the country. See, it's the black land, north central Texas. Half of them were farmers. Half of the congregation, half of them lived in town. I visited the people in town, talked with them, visited them in their homes. I went out on the farms and visited people, walk up and down the rows of cotton, pick a little cotton, put it in their sack and talk to them, walk along with the farmers. He's gathering his corn and throwing it in the wagon, gather a few ears along with him and throw it in the wagon and talk to him. And I found out this. In fact, I, I was so disappointed that after all of these deliverance meetings, after all of these loosening meetings, after all of these getting free meetings, after all these manifestations we had from people standing on their head to walking on the ceiling, <laughs> Sounds far-fetched, but brother, that's almost it. <laughs> Every kind of a physical manifestation you can think of, if there's any more free or loosened or delivered than they were nine months before when I started that, I couldn't tell it. <laughs> I was just honest enough, just honest enough to admit it. They're not any better off. Only thing is they've jumped a little bit more and hollered a little bit more and every kind of a physical manifestation you can think of they'd had, but that hadn't seemed to help them much. And so I was desperate about it. I went to the Lord in prayer and fasting. And I said, I'm, I'm honest. You'll not ever find anybody any more honest than I am. If something don't work, I'll be the first fellow to tell you it won't work if it's me doing it. I'll just probably be the first person to tell you that don't work. And so I just said to the Lord, Lord, this isn't working. Now, in all honesty and sincerity, I thought it was right. And I wanted to help the dear people. But we missed it somewhere because this isn't working. These people are not delivered. If deliverance just means that right then, right there, while you're in somebody's presence, you get free from this thing, and the next day you're out there by yourself, you're, you're all bound up again, then it isn't worth fooling with. It's not worth messing with. And so I said, Lord, where's the trouble? And I fasted and prayed and talked to the Lord about it. The third day of my fast, the Lord spoke to me. Should have known it all the time. Here it was right in the Word. He said, you see, your problem is that you've tried to do for the people what only my Word will do. You've tried to do it. Only my word will do it. Then secondly, you've tried to do through prayer what only what my word will do. See, prayer is important, but prayer will not and cannot take the place of the word of God. I can remember when I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in 1937 as a young Baptist boy pastor. And I came over and accepted the pastor of a little full gospel church in the black land of north central Texas. Now, you know, I've been around a long time. I don't know everything, but you just stumble up on a few things and fall over a few things. <laughs> Amen. And I get amused at people in this charismatic move. I thank God for it. Praise God. God's doing a lot of things. But sometimes people come up, you know, with new revelations and 
And if you've been around long enough, you'll find that 25 years ago, people were off on that same thing. It didn't work then, it won't work now. Same thing, just happens over and over again. It comes in cycles. And, and I, I, with all sincerity, and I'm not, I'm not against anybody. I'm not, don't mean this to be destructive criticism. I mean it to be constructive criticism. Because I'm telling it on myself. I'm not telling it on somebody else. Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Our product offer will help. Uh, Dad's book, Casting Your Care Upon the Lord. Because that is an issue. Yeah, that's, you know? Some people carry too much care and the Lord doesn't want you to. No. Or, then Another my, issue. My book is How to Live Worry Free. <laughs> that's, right, that's an issue as well. And then I have a CD, The Prison Doors Open, uh, and then uh, your CD. Certainly is an issue, yeah, right? Do I really have to forgive? <laughs> so, And all of those can be had for a gift of $25 or more. Just go to your computer and go to rhema.org and yes. you can order. That's the best way. Now you yes. can you can write in if you want to. Or you can call. Uh, you can call. Uh, yes. But uh, the best way is to just order it on the computer because it, it gets out faster that way. Because that, it, yes, yeah. it does. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on the Believer's Authority. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.